Welcome to Christian Faith Center Caldwell Campus Podcast. Our prayer is that you are blessed and encouraged by this message. For more information, you can visit experiencecfc.com. God bless. Today we are concluding the message series we've been in the last month or so called Spirit and Truth. Spirit and Truth. And this last month, we've really talked about why we worship the way we worship and the mechanics of worship and and lights and fog and sound and drums and all the things. And then we talked about even last week the uh, worship acting as warfare in our lives. And I've really enjoyed preaching this message series and digging deep and understanding worship on a deeper level. If you enjoyed it with me, let's give the Lord a hand. Come on. It's been good. It's been good. And today I want to talk about worshiping in freedom. Worshiping in freedom. And if I could put a title on today's message, I would call it, It's Time for a Praise Break. It's time for a praise break. I got Pastor Puck on the front row jumping around. Praise break. Yes. Praise break. I want to start in John chapter 8, uh, verse 33 through 36. John chapter 8, verse 33 through 36. I'm going to read from the NLT. And uh, verse 33. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. But a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Come on, it's time for a praise break. You know, this concept of being truly free, Jesus addresses throughout the Gospels again and again. And he also mentions in another place about knowing the truth and having the truth set you free. The fact of the matter is, is initially when we receive Jesus into our lives, we are set free from the spirit of bondage and we are made made children of the light or children of God. But there are areas in our lives that we can still live uh, where we're not fully free. And as we grow in the knowledge of God and the knowledge of who he is for our lives and we allow God in those areas of our life, we become liberated from those things that we're in bondage to. And so we can be as uh, as children of God free, but it's a process of sometimes shaking those things out of our lives and letting those strongholds fall. Amen? Right? There's areas in our lives that we have to work through sometimes. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, He helps us be truly free. But there are many Christians that live today that they've been set free, but they don't live like they've been set free. Let me put it this way. They've been set free, but they don't praise like they've been set free. They don't worship like they've been set free. And that's why I think it's important, even this last month, as we look into the scriptures and understand worship at a deeper level, I hope that we can deepen our experience in worship with God. I hope when we lift our hands and when we give the Lord a shout, it comes out of a place of a deep experience or relationship with God. You see, because when we learn how to be free in our worship and our praise, it will help us be free when we're in the midst of our coworkers or in the workplace. 
When we learn how to worship in here, it will give us the strength to stand up for Jesus out there. When we learn how to declare his promises over our life in here, it will give us the courage to stand for the name of Jesus out there. You see, when we learn how to lift a voice inside the house of God, chances are it will strengthen our spirit to where we can pipe up for Jesus' sake outside as well when we face opposition. I believe God wants us to live free and deep. He wants us to live free indeed. You know, when we're born again, we go from being a slave to sin to all of a sudden being a child of God. And if before your desires and everything within you desired uh, the, the desires of the flesh and things of a sinful nature, when you're born again as a child of God, the proof of that is you start having a different appetite. Who's been there before, right? The Holy Spirit produces in us an appetite after the righteousness of God. And after the things of God. And we want to be around the people of God. We want to um, just drink from his spirit and drink from the well and really and consume the word. Because that's the appetite of the new nature, of the new man. And I believe when we praise, it helps us break through to another level. And I believe... That's why it is important to learn how to praise and have a praise break. And my first point I want to say is we praise to break out. We praise to break out. We praise to break out of those places in our lives that sometimes have us constricted or bound. I want to read a story from Acts chapter 16. And it's a story about Paul and Silas that occurred to them. And I want to take a few lessons from it. Acts chapter 16, I'm going to start from the 16th verse. It says this here. One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had, been, who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters, for her masters by telling fortunes. She found Paul and the rest of us shouting. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting. These men are servants of the Most High God. And they have come to tell you how to be saved. It's interesting that in this portion of Scripture, we see Paul and Silas and some other folks, they're going around preaching the gospel. And there is this girl that's following them. With a, with, the Bible says she had a spirit on her that she would tell the future. Right? She was a fortune teller in a sense. And technically the things that she is saying in this case, they are actually not false. They are actually true. But you see, it took certain discernment for Apostle Paul to see the difference that, hey, this is not just a spiritual gift. I'm afraid that many Christians would see that going on today and say, well, that is a spiritual gift. She has a gift of saying the truth. But Apostle Paul understood that the battle or the opposition was not a fleshly thing, but it was a spiritual thing. And he could sense that there was a demonic spirit that was having her say the things that we said. You know, and in the New Testament throughout Scripture, you know, demons had a better understanding of who Jesus was than even his own disciples. You guys remember that? When Jesus would cast out demons and he would rebuke them and tell them to not say who he was. They knew who he was because the spiritual world is very real and very open to different spiritual entities. And we see this poor girl, she was enslaved to this demonic force and she was being used as a pawn in Satan's kingdom. 
Some of us, before we came to the Lord, I would say many of us, before we gave our life to Jesus, we were a pawn in, in the devil's kingdom. He was using us to do mischievous things. He was using us to, to run around a fool. He was using us to do things that we ain't proud of today. Right? But in came Jesus and we were saved and we were set free from the bondage. We became um, uh, uh, adopted into the family of God and became children of God. And we see this girl, she is used as the devil's pawn and she gets this demon exercised out of her. You see, and it's so, it was so important for Apostle Paul and Silas to see that she was not the enemy, but the spirit behind her was the enemy. She was not the enemy, but the spirit behind her was the enemy. And we need to understand people around us are not our enemies. I think we need to understand this fact more than ever before, especially even what happened last week. If you guys saw on the news, there's two narratives. There's one side that's saying, oh, praise God, we've been praying for this, and this is a victory, and this is a breakthrough. And the other side is saying our rights are being taken away, and things are just going down, and we're going we're gonna to rebuttal, and we're going to come back even stronger. You see, and we need to recognize when we intake all this information and when we go back to work on Monday, where different people with different points of view surround us, is that they are not the enemy. The spirit behind the agenda is the enemy. You see, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's, a, it's actually a spiritual battle. People are not the problem. It's the influence they are under that's the problem. Sometimes people around us can be pawns of Satan and the devil can try to use that to get to us. You see, you can't touch her. You're a child of God, but he will try to influence you in negative ways and, and hit you and harm you from surrounding uh, people or surrounding uh, folks around you. And in verse 18, as we continue to read, Apostle Paul, it says, it says this, this is what he did. This day went on after uh, this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. I like that. That says Paul just got exasperated. He was like, all right, what you were saying was true, but it's just been enough. You keep doing it day after day. This is a demonic force out in the name of Jesus and that's exactly what happened you know and, and he noticed this opposition that was going against him because they were doing the work of God you know I believe this is very similar to our day and age today we think things have changed uh, from back then to now and I, I I would I would argue that and say that it's actually the same scenario today the church is uh, uh, fighting against the spirits of this age right the bible calls the devil as the prince of this world and he has pawns that he will use to go against us believers or christianity and, and I would even say as we draw near, uh, you know, to the day of the Lord's coming, the day of cruise ship Christianity has come to an end as well. What is cruise ship Christianity? Well, it's just enjoying myself, 
chilling, hanging out, right, just riding along. I'm just here for the benefits, right? I'm just here for the all-inclusive. Yeah, I just want the blessings of God. I believe we're coming to a time, and we can see it on the news like never before, where it's becoming black and it's becoming white. I mean, it is dividing like never before, and you and I need to discern that it's not people that are the problem, but the influence that they're under. That the influence that the under and that your stance on a position, whether it's abortion or pro-life or pro-choice, something else can cause you to start having an opposition in your life. You see, it was never easy to follow Jesus. It was never meant to be j just a cruise ship experience. We have seasons in our life. But I guarantee you, when you follow the Lord Jesus, you will have things in opposition to you. When you share about Jesus, when you speak the truth in love and make a difference, it might cost you something. Amen? It might cost you something. You could try to play it safe, lay low, and hang, and hang tight and sort of hide away from, from confront, confrontations and whatnot like that. But you will most likely not make a big impact for Jesus if you do. And I believe we as the New Testament church were called now like never before to stand strong and stand bright you see we can look at the world in two ways we can look around and say oh the world is going to hell in a handbasket things are just dropping down and and things are happening and, and and our president fell off a bicycle oh my goodness things are ending i didn't mean to get political sorry or we can Trust the word of God that says where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Listen, I'm excited. When I look into the future, I see a world, yes, I see sin coming out of the pits of hell. Yes, I see things happening crazy like never before. Things happening in the school system and other things happening around us. But you know what that means? That means God is getting ready to outpour his grace like never before. The miracles of God like never before. The power of God like never before. And I'm not just going to sit there in my cruise ship in room number 118 and keep ordering lobster. Listen. Listen, I want to I wanna get on the front line. I want to be a part of the action. Come on. It might cost me something, but man, he, he gave everything on my behalf. Why shouldn't I give everything I have for him as well? And we see that Paul and Silas, they face persecution. They face suffering. But God turns it into a time of celebration and praise. And I think there's a very important lesson for us today in 2022 from this story. Verse 23, it says this, they were severely beaten and they were thrown into prison because they cast out the demon out of this girl. They helped the girl, they freed the girl, but in return, they got opposition. And the Bible says that they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they did not escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks around midnight. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped. So he drew his sword to kill himself. And Paul shouted to him, stop. Don't kill yourself. We're all here. 
the jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Listen, we need to understand the world we live in today is not much different than the world back then. Like I said earlier, if you desire to live a life following Christ and standing up for him, you will be persecuted. You might be mocked. You might be already going through some persecution in your family for being here today. Maybe it's in your workplace for being here today, for, for declaring Jesus Christ as the, your personal Lord and Savior. You might already be facing opposition today. And the Bible shows us clearly that even with Paul and Silas, they faced this opposition. And instead of telling, trying to prove a point to everybody around them and saying, hey, do you know who we are? Do you know that we are Roman citizens? Do you know that who you're messing with? We helped this poor girl out. Instead of trying to prove their case, they got beaten and thrown into the prison system. You see, I think we're living a time right now, especially in our wonderful, beautiful nation where we are entitled. I mean, if something does not go our way, we call for the manager. Get the supervisor over here. Guess I'm going to complain. My soup is too warm. Get it hotter. And we are ready to complain on a win. We re- and I'm in that category sometimes too. All right? We have our days. Right? We're ready to stand up, to say things, to get our point across. Right? Because, or, or maybe we're doing something else and we just want to prove a point that I'm helping out. I'm trying to make it better here. I'm going to leave a review. I'm going to do all these things. And the problem is it's okay to, there's a time and place for that. But when it seeps into our, into our following Jesus and into our faith, what happens is then imagine if Apostle Paul and Silas, if they didn't allow themselves to get thrown into the system, if they didn't allow to stand up for the truth, they said, we ain't going to mess with this. We're just going to leave this alone. And they would run off. What would happen? Would they ever end up in the prison system? Would those people that were surrounding them in that jail cell, would they see the glory of God come down? You see, what I'm getting to add is this, that yes, it does cost you everything, but it's worth the cost. It's worth it to follow Jesus. It's worth it to go through with it. Yes, it might hurt. Yes, it might be painful, but I need to choose. Instead of complaining, I'm going to praise God. Instead of complaining and telling the manager and the supervisor and my boss about this wicked employee and all these things, I'm going to choose to praise God. Instead of letting those around me see me cry and weep because they're persecuting me, I'm going to see, I'm going to force them to watch me praise God. And when you start praising God with everything within you and you're glorifying the Lord, what happens is you give space for God to move on your behalf. Some of us, we haven't seen God move on our behalf because we have not given him space to move on our behalf. And I believe in a day and age that we live in when grace abounds even more, when God wants to pour out from his spirit, we need to step back and let God do his thing. The problem is is that it might not always be so cruise shippy for us, so comfortable for us. You might have to suffer a little bit 
But when you trust God in all your affairs and you trust God with the process and you trust God with the landlord and you trust God with your neighbor and you trust God with your coworker, what starts happening and you start praising him through that, he starts giving you a breakout of the situation. Your praise will lead you to a breakout. Your praise will lead you to a place of breakout. The impossible will happen. And we see that exactly, that exact thing happening in this story where chains literally fell off each inmate. Each person that was uh, sitting in that dungeon. We see here what happens next is the jailer wakes up. He runs and he sees and he knows that those inmates are gone. I mean, I think if it was me in that jail, I think I would have bounced right away. I would have been like, Lord, I'm out. This is a sign from you that I got to get, right? I mean, I think any one of us would think that is from the Lord. But I believe the presence of God just, just covering every moment of the life was so evident for them that they kept on worshiping. They kept on singing until just the whole place shook. And none of the inmates got up and left. They were all there, the Bible says, because they were in awe because they just witnessed a miracle. You know, this is what happens when we give room for God to move on our behalf. When we try to take things into our own hands and be that guy with tenacity, run through, and there's a time and place for everything, but we try to fight on our own behalf and stand up for ourselves and go prove a point and tell them that you're right instead of you being wrong and you go try to tell them to do. What you are doing is taking all the attention to yourselves and even if God moves on your behalf, people are going to think that you did it. But when you step back and you start worshiping God and believing God for a breakout and believing God to work on your behalf, when the miracle comes, the people around you will have no words to say and they will say, Jesus Christ is Lord. They will say, God is alive and God did that in that person's life because he was worshiping in prison. He was worshiping in a place that seemed to be an impossible place to get out of. You know, maybe you feel trapped in your own prison cell. Maybe it's sickness, depression, unforgiveness, anxiety, anger, things in your life. I believe God wants to give you a break. He wants to give, he wants to turn your praise break into a prison break. <laughs> maybe you've been going about it the wrong way this whole time. Maybe those things that you're dealing with, instead of you complaining about them, instead of, you know, you know have you ever had that where you come up to someone and say, hey, how are you doing? And, you, and then you start regretting that you asked how they're doing because like, oh, I got free ears to talk to. And they start loading you down with stuff. Now, I don't mind if you do that to me. You know, I'll listen to you. I'll pray with you. In Jesus' name. But right, it's, it's, we as people naturally were wired that way to tell people our problems. What if we started dealing with the thing that we're going through instead of telling everybody about it and complaining, we start praising God. Maybe that would just maybe help us break out of that thing. And yes, those problems won't go away immediately, but you've broken out of that system. And you're giving God a praise. You're giving him room to work on your behalf. You're giving him room to make reconciliation, to take away that anger, to take away that anxiety and that depression. Paul and Silas, they were literally in chains for following Christ. They were literally in chains for sharing their faith. And they weren't afraid of being made fun of or mocked. 
Sometimes we are afraid of, of doing things because what are people going to say about me? But I think that's exactly what God sometimes wants us to do is to step up. Remember the truth in love and to speak the truth in love. And yes, it might be an inconvenience. And yes, it might hurt. But you know what the end result is? It's the jailer. The jailer that was there, the jailer that seemed to be the enemy, actually then became family. The jailer that actually needed the Lord. You know what happens when we trust God with the process and we trust God with the situation? It might not make sense at first and we will suffer persecution maybe and things will happen and have loss. But it will lead us, it will position us to a place where God's will is done through our life. And our praise... And our witness becomes a testimony to the goodness of God. And we see the jailer, the family get saved. We see them, just, just his heart melt. A person that was impossible to get broken. A person that was just, that was just tough as nails. A person that saw people get martyred all the time. It was just regular business for him. All of a sudden, he gives his life to Jesus because Paul and Silas decided to praise God in prison. Paul and Silas decided to have a praise break, and it became a jailbreak. Come on, that's amazing. God is good. You know, we need to understand that Jesus doesn't want to kill our enemies. He wants to convert our enemies into his family. Those that are against us, Jesus is not against them. He wants to convert them and make them our brothers and sisters in the Lord. My, as a matter of fact, Luke chapter 4, verse 18 describes Jesus' task when he came to this world. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. Will be set free. It's time for a praise break. I know sometimes it's not easy to lift your hands and worship. And sometimes we need to get the boldness to go and worship outside of this house. I'll say a, a good way to muster up courage or exercise that strength in your life is to come to midweek prayers. We have midweek, every Wednesday we have prayers here. It was already mentioned. Besides this week, we're going to be at Fort Idaho Center. And every week we have uh, prayers here and we have groups and we have classes and other things that happen. And when you're around the people of God and you learn to have a freedom in your worship and you learn how to give the Lord thanks and you learn how to, even if you don't feel it, to declare the promises of God over your life, it will give you the courage and the strength to be a witness on Christ's behalf outside these walls. We need a witness today. Praise God. Number two is we praise to break through. So we praise to break out and we praise to break through. You know, it's God's job to win the war, but it's our job to worship him. Amen? It's God's job to win the war. He's the one in charge. But it's our job to worship and praise him. That's what we're designed to do. That's what we're wired to do. And that's what we will do. You know, Christians, as believers, we understand we are children of God. We're not pawns of Satan anymore. But we can allow enemy strongholds to still exist in our lives if we're not careful. The Bible is full of warning to resist the devil to f and he will flee from you. To not let uh, Satan have a grasp over your life in different areas. 
And those areas that he can have a grasp in are only the areas you haven't let Christ into yet. When you let the power of God in those areas in your life, you'll be free from those strongholds in your life. Because wherever the light comes, darkness has to flee. And I just love that about, about the Holy Spirit. Wherever he comes in, freedom follows as well. And I believe God wants to teach us how to praise to get our breakthrough. He wants to teach us how to praise in that temptation that we're facing, in that addiction that we're going through, in that trial we're going through. And when we praise, we allow his truth to really infiltrate that area of our lives and set us free in Jesus' name. Give us the breakthrough that we need in the name of Jesus. He wants to bring peace to our lives. He wants to come and tear those walls down that are still standing. Those strongholds that look like they're impossible to take down can be overcome by praising God. Can be overcome by lifting your hands over those areas of your life. You know, and I don't know the formula. I really don't know how it all works. But what I do know is that as your praise increases, your power increases. As your praise in your life increases to God, somehow your strength increases towards him. And God's glory has a breakthrough over your life. As you unleash in worship, the Lord unleashes the armies of heaven. As the name of Jesus is exalted, the strongholds of Satan are torn down you know there are many there have been many times in my own personal life that I faced uh, pain trials fear I felt stuck things that I couldn't fully control things that I could have called my mama about mama pray for me I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her an earful I'm gonna complain I'm gonna tell her how bad it is and I've noticed it's in those times where God would lead me to Stand on his promise. Declare his truth over my life. And I would see breakthrough when I praised him. I want to end with a story or share a story here as I end. It's a personal story my wife and I went through. Um, as I was just getting ready for this, I, it was quicker than my heart to share it. Um, you know, we just got married. And uh, I remember we got pregnant with our first baby. It was a boy. We're super excited, new parents, I was a new husband, you know, all these things going through, planning baby showers, all these things happening, right? All these things, you know, that you're anticipating and waiting for. And I remember, it was about the eighth month, my wife went in for another uh, checkup. And I remember during the checkup, she calls me, she said, hey, you need to come now. <laughs> they, don't, they can't find a heartbeat. And I remember, you know, obviously dropping work, rushing over to St. Luke's and getting over there and realizing, you know, this baby had died in the womb. And we still had to go through the process of giving birth and, and going through everything and labor pains and realizing that we would walk out of that place without a child. You know, having this anticipation of having this baby, you know, and that really challenged us as, as young parents, as young, a young couple, young family, having all the plans in the world. And then just, just, just getting hit by this weight on our lives. And I remember being in that room just not having answers. And I remember going to a parking lot that was just outside of St. Luke's and empty. And I was just walking for hours. And I said, God, I, I, I don't have the answer. And then I remember my 
prayer switched from asking why to just starting to praise him. And I started declaring his sovereignty over my life. I started declaring how good he was in my life. I started declaring that he is Lord over my life. I started declaring his justice over my life, his righteousness over my life. And as I started declaring his promises and how good he was and that he knows the beginning and the end, he's the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. He has everything in his hands. He created the stars and the moon and the sky. Everything was in me. He's led me to this point. I've seen the hand of God in our lives. And I've seen it up to the point. And as I praised him, all of a sudden I had a breakthrough. My circumstance, my situation did not change. I did not have the answers and still don't. Why? Some things we might not know right now. Why? But we need to trust the Lord. And I just remember after getting that breakthrough, coming back to the room and, and spending time with my wife there, I remember just the presence of God was just so thick. He was so close to us. And I might not have everything figured out, but I knew he was there. And he was walking through with us. And I realized how important praising him through that time is. I don't know what you're going through and what you're up against. Maybe it's the prison of depression, anxiety. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a sin. Maybe it's something else that just has you ensnared and you're thinking, Lord, how am I going to get through this? Maybe it's the weight of your problems, your trial that you're going through and you're thinking, Lord, I, I just, I can't do this anymore. I believe the Holy Spirit is here right now. He wants to meet you. I believe he wants to give you a praise break. I believe he wants to shift some things in your life. And you might not get all the answers, but you're going to know he's near. And he wants to be near to you. He wants you to experience him in a deeper way. He wants you to surrender in a deeper way. But we're going to have to bring those areas to the light. We're going to have to bring those areas before him and allow him to work on our behalf. Instead of trying so hard to do it yourself, we just got to trust God with the process. Trust his sovereignty. Trust his goodness. I don't have all the answers. I don't know why. But Lord, I'm going to trust you with this. Because you're a good God. Because you're, fa you're, you're faithful and your love endures forever, God. I'm going to trust you with my circumstance. I'm going to trust you with my situation. And you're going to get the glory. Praise God. I want us to stand to our feet. You know, there's a scripture that says, we've, we've mentioned it last week and the week before, that God inhabits the praises of his people. As I said earlier, I don't know how it works, but as we start praising God, the habitation of God starts increasing in our life. And as we praise him through our situation, his presence starts coming more and more just we start sensing it more and greater and faster and stronger. And we start realizing, man, God is right near me. You might be here this morning and you need the Lord. And you just need his presence in your life. Maybe you've never received him into your life. Or you have and you've stepped away. Or you're just in a place in a season. It's very hard right now. I believe God wants to meet you where you are. I believe he wants to transform your life. He wants to touch you. He wants to be with you. He wants to show himself strong on your behalf because he loves you. You're his child. With every head bowed, eye closed, 
If you're here today and you've maybe never received Jesus into your heart or you've stepped away and you need to get back, just wherever you are, you could just slip your hand up and say, that's me. I, I need to reconcile with the Lord. I, I've done things in my life I ain't proud of. I just need to get back with the Lord. I see those hands all across the room. Anyone else? Just need the Lord in your life. Just an increase. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Church, let's give the hand for those courageous people. You know, it's no small thing to surrender to Jesus, to allow him to work on our behalf. He doesn't just force himself in. He asks for our permission. But his love is just so strong, so amazing. I want to pray with you, those that raise their hands. And, and, and I, want to, I want to even say, if you're here today and you just need a breakthrough through your circumstance. You know God is alive. You know he's right there with you. But man, you just need him to move. I want to challenge you. During this next song, worship your guts out. Praise your guts out. Praise like you got the answer. Praise like he is your God. Praise like he is your creator. Everything within you, don't worry what people are going to say. Because you know, when we train ourselves to worship in freedom, it will strengthen us to represent Christ on the outside. It will strengthen our lives to stand up for what's right. I want to lead us in a prayer really quick and then we're going to worship. If you raise your hand and you want to join me in this prayer of surrender, say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe you are Lord. I ask you come into my heart, come into my mind, and I surrender my will to you. Have your way in me. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, right now I pray... Every heart that prayed that prayer, I declare your promises over their life. I declare your power over their life. I declare just your presence over their life. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I ask for strongholds to be broken, addictions to fall, sin to flee, in Jesus' mighty name. And I declare your praises in this house in the name of Jesus. Church, let's worship like never before.